This is the Find Your Forte podcast, episode 41. You have the passion. You have the education. Now it's time for the inspiration. Get ready to step up to the podium with purpose. This is the Find Your Forte podcast with choral director and lifestyle entrepreneur, Ryan Guth. Hey there, Choir Nation. This is Ryan Guth with the Find Your Forte podcast, bringing you a special episode entitled, Your Choir Sucks Because You Suck. Now, don't get all sad and get your pantaloons in a twist over this episode. This is actually a very positive episode with a title that I I, uh, would consider a little more shocking and some of the language that I use in this episode might be a little shocking too. So if there are kids in the car with you or you have this turned way up at home, uh, you may want to throw on a pair of headphones or potentially wait till you're not in a, a crowd that could be offended. I say a couple words, but it's, it's nothing terrible. This is a, an audio essay. It, it's also a written essay that can be found on this episode's page, which is ryanguth.com forward slash 041 for episode 41. So if you'd rather read it, go right ahead over to ryanguth.com forward slash 041 for this post. I also want to make sure that you know we are congregating on Facebook. If you go to Facebook and search Choir Nation in the search bar, you can request to join our Facebook group. We are getting uh, more and more people every day into that group. It is going to be the most positive choral group on Facebook. So I notice that in some of the groups that I see that are centered around choral music, we see a lot of complainers in there. We see a lot of people that, that complain about things that they can change for themselves, but they like to complain anyway. None of that crap is going to be tolerated in Choir Nation. So Choir Nation is a supportive group of like-minded individuals. If you like this episode, you should definitely head on over there to Choir Nation. If you suck, I don't want you. But if you're an awesome person, go to Choir Nation on Facebook and uh, request membership And I'll be sure to announce all sorts of wonderful opportunities and events and great things that are coming up as part of being a member of that community. So without further ado, this is my audio essay entitled, Your Choir Sucks Because You Suck. Why such a harsh title? I posted a teaser image containing this title on Facebook a while back and received a polarized response. Some people thought I was a complete jerk, while others praised my straightforwardness. Regardless of how this title makes you feel, you're still reading it, aren't you? Thought so. The suck attitude. There's an attitude in the choral world that I'm out to crush forever. It's an elitist attitude that's so counterproductive and stupid that I want to strangle its bearers with their imaginary cravat and poke them in the eye that's not covered by their pretentious monocle. This attitude makes choral singers lock up and be unable to share their gift. It makes your colleagues afraid to share with you, and it turns off innocent bystanders who are not choral musicians. 
backstabbing, talking behind the back of another, putting down someone's choir, insulting another's technique, pointing out a fellow chorister's wrong notes in front of the group. All these things add up to a world that isn't warm and welcoming, but rather insecure, cold, and unnecessarily disrespectful. Admit it, you're a dopamine addict. You're fueled by praise and you're terrible at sharing it. If we were in kindergarten together, you'd probably take my scissors, sniff my glue, and tell our friends I have cooties. I'm just as big of a perpetrator as you are. This happens every day of my life as I scroll through my Facebook newsfeed, having to consciously remember that a win for my colleague is just that, a win for my colleague. If I'm having a down day, I have to remind myself that it has nothing to do with me. A win for a choral professional is a win for the choral world. As part of a generation that is constantly seeking validation, you too, Grandma, by the number of likes under our posts, we are losing sight of what matters as choral musicians, supporting each other so that our great art form can continue to grow and thrive. So which group of suck do you belong to, and how can you stop sucking? As a choral enthusiast, whether you're a director, chorister, administrator, or concert goer, you probably suck in some way and are doing a disservice to our art. Listen, I'm guilty as well. No one is off the hook, so chill. Today I'm going to focus on directors and choristers. I belong to both these categories, and so might you. I'm going to explain each and offer you solutions, the same ones I use, to stop sucking. The point is, we all suck inherently. If you think you're above this article or I'm offending you, go ahead. Stop reading now and lock yourself in a Ziploc bag so you can delight in the smell of your own flatulence until you come to your senses and realize I'm right. Choral directors, you suck. We should start with the obvious. Choral directors can be elitist snobs. Problem one. Choral directors who lose sight of why their choir shows up to rehearsal. Let's face it, no one is required to be in choir. It is a choice that was made at one point or another. We are lucky to have choral opportunities everywhere, and no one will ever be force-fed choral music if they're not interested. As a sucky director, you love to be enrobed in the sound. That's why you've spent thousands of dollars on, a de on degree programs that load up your bag of tricks so you can build any group of know-nothing amateurs from zero to wow, right? Isn't that why you're in debt? The problem with you is you often put your why in front of your choir's why. You lose sight of why your choir members are there in the first place. To them, it's probably not about the sound, your degree, or your attachment to early music. It's about a lot of things, a lot more personal things. The overwhelming majority of choirs in the world are amateur. Keep that in mind. Amateur stems from the Latin amare, or to love. They don't get paid like you do. They're there because they love it. You may love it too, but you also have a lot more invested. You've put so much time and money into study, so the performance of your ensemble weighs more heavily on you as it becomes a reflection of you. You've dedicated your life to choral music, spent the money on school, are paying the loans, attending the conferences, buying the CDs, what are those, marking the scores, and likely have never worked in any other field. You are hyper-invested. Your choir equals you. 
From a technical perspective, creating a wonderful sound is a benefit of your investment in yourself and your hard work. It's not everything. You're missing all the woo-woo stuff and all the warm feelies that are required to create an ensemble that moves others when they sing. Technique does not transform an audience. In fact, a flawless technical performance only leaves the conductor feeling satisfied and the audience feeling exhausted. Add heart and start with why. Solution one, find out why your choir is there and start with leading by example. For goodness sake, stop rehearsing. It's time to dialogue with your choir. I do this with all my ensembles multiple times per season. Do the unholy. Block off one rehearsal and don't sing. I promise this will pay you dividends. That was number one. Number two, don't tell your choir your plan. Just move ahead to step three. Step three, at the rehearsal, lead by example and tell them why you do what you do. Share your story. Be vulnerable. That's what you want from them, right? You can even use the questions I use in my podcast to share your why with them. Like this, number one. When did you realize you were going to dedicate your life to music? Number two, when did you fail in your career? This could be anything from giving up on a student to giving up on yourself to forgetting your pants for a concert. Just make it good. Question three, what was the proudest moment of your career so far? Bonus points if it was the ensemble that's in front of you. Number four, now that you've been vulnerable, lead the choir in the same exercise. Look for a couple of volunteers to share their why out loud with the whole choir. Number five, once a few strong members share, others will feel that they have permission to share too. Step six, listen to each other and for Pete's sake, don't offer additional anecdotes about your life. Empathize with your choir member and move on to the next who wishes to share. Not everyone will, but everyone will be involved in some way. Fun fact, as someone who makes their living selling memberships in private choirs, choir LLC as I like to call it, I am constantly reminded that my income is directly affected by the amount of people who enjoy their choral experience. I can't make it about me and expect them to pay tuition next month. My system offers an amazing amount of accountability that I'm proud to say is an unintended benefit of my vocation. Problem two, choral directors that judge others in their profession. Recently, I was sitting at Applebee's, God help my colon, with a group of choral colleagues after they'd come from a conference session at a regional choral convention. They told me they did not enjoy the conducting masterclass they just attended. Apparently, they'd observed their elitist peers, whose grimacing faces were caught reacting to errors in the student conductor's gesture on the large screen video feed in front of the class. The camera was positioned from the choir's perspective and picked up some snarky folks in the audience behind the master class conductor. This is the suck attitude I'm talking about. These directors obviously don't support rising professionals in the choral world, not to mention they'd never have the guts to get up on the podium anyway. Talk about making choral music an unsafe place for self-expression. Counterintuitive? Yeah, I think so. I thought the choral world was supposed to be an accepting group of people. Solution 2. Remember that success is not a zero-sum game. 
I began to make this point above. Success is not a zero-sum game. A zero-sum game, if you're not familiar with the term, is a game by which if one side wins, the other loses. One plus negative one equals zero, always striking an equilibrium between both sides with no chance for both to simultaneously succeed. If you're sitting in the audience at a master class and a young conductor gets up on the podium and totally knocks it out of the park, be happy for them. Remember that his success has no bearing on yours. There is plenty of room in Choir Nation for both of you. Pro tip. Apply this principle on social media too. When you see someone enjoying their success online, contribute to the good energy by hitting like and adding a supportive comment. My friends in the entrepreneurial world do this all the time. No one ever worries about being eclipsed by another. Remember, even though we may be in the same industry, our customers buy from someone because of their individual brand. There are other podcasts in the choir world, but Choir Nation listens to me because I resonate with them individually. There's nothing wrong with the other podcasts. In fact, I support them myself. Choristers, you suck too. Problem one. Gossiping and complaining about your choral director. I recently came across a post in a Facebook group asking members to state their grievances against their choral directors, their rehearsal processes, the way they manage their ensembles, and anything else that makes them unhappy about being a choral singer. If any of my choristers had contributed to this thread, they would have been kicked out of my ensemble immediately. No questions asked. I have no time for negative Nancy or negative Ned, for that matter. A choral ensemble needs to be a place where everyone is safe, the director included. Solution one, communicate with your director or go home. We only complain about things we can change, so I see three choices here. Number one, shut up and be grateful for what you have. That was easy, wasn't it? Number two, Open the lines of communication with your director one-on-one and in person. After rehearsal, approach the director in private and ask if they can spare five minutes to hear you out about something important. The key here is after rehearsal, in private, and five minutes. If you approach the director before rehearsal, you're going to distract him from doing his job. If you call him out in front of others, he's now on the defensive. If you can't express your concern in less than five minutes, you haven't thought enough about the issue. A director has dozens or even hundreds of choristers to worry about. Five minutes is respectful of his time. Or, step three, find a new choir that meets your needs. Just remember that every choir and every director has their issues. Take the good with the bad or go elsewhere. Problem two. Thinking you're God's gift... After 30-plus years, my father, a talented musician, decided he liked to sing with a choral ensemble again. He found one that performed large works that interested him, run by a very accomplished conductor. After several months of perfect attendance and hours of at-home practice, more than 99% of the chorus was in the ensemble, I'm quite certain, he's decided this choir was not for him. Why? The straw that broke the camel's back happened on the night my father overlooked one note in the last passage of Bach's Christmas Oratorio. He probably missed one note, that one note, more than once. It was a tricky passage. 
It was a mistake anyone could have made. A rude chorister seated in front of him turned around and said, You're singing the wrong note, loud enough for the entire section to hear. This quote-unquote gentleman, if we want to call him that, made a scene and embarrassed a professional musician in front of his peers. Instead of allowing the conductor to address the issue, this jerk took it upon himself to be God's gift to choral music and humiliate my father over one note. After letting it piss him off for two weeks, my father decided to address the man. Our beloved choral Nazi expressed no remorse, nor did he apologize. My father thought about it for another week, then decided to address the director. The director understood his concern and offered words of encouragement. Ultimately, my father decided that if this is the behavior the choir tolerates, that this is not the choir for him, so he left. My point here is that if a professional musician could be made to feel unsafe in an amateur choir, imagine how an amateur would have felt in the same situation. Mortified? Discouraged? It was one note. The choral world suffers greatly when a prima donna or prima donna opens his or her mouth and makes it their job to be critical of others. Solution 2A. Use your words to encourage. Here's a great quote. You will catch more flies with honey than you will with vinegar. Compliment those around you. Look for the gifts of your fellow choristers. Find something. If this jerk in my narrative above had complimented my dad on his beautiful singing voice, he would have made a friend, not an enemy. Solution 2B. Let the director be responsible for his own choir. That's it. It's not your job to point out others' flaws. If the conductor doesn't hear the issue, bring it to his attention after rehearsal, and he'll deal with it in a professional manner. Don't criticize, condemn, or complain. Just mention it and trust it'll get resolved in one way or another. Problem 3. Your attendance sucks. I don't think you understand, dummy. The choir isn't the choir without your voice. So what if there are 26 other sopranos? Are they you? Is the choral organism I came to direct the same when you're not singing with us? No, it's not. I want to hear the choir as it will sound at the performance. If I were to bake a pie and put all the ingredients in except for one, it would be a totally different pie. It would likely taste like shit because that one ingredient was essential to it being a tasty and successful pie baking experience. So, solution three. VYV, value your voice. The choir is the pie, and you are an essential ingredient. Take ownership. This is your choir as much as it is the director's, and as much as it is the other members' ensemble as well. Value what you bring to the table. Your voice is so much more than your ability to sing. The beauty of the choral ensemble is the mixture of colors, timbres, personalities, energies, spirits, bodies, and breaths of each and every chorus are coming together to create a sound that, in the moment, cannot be duplicated. It'll never happen that way ever again. And in some cases, we're glad. Every time we sing, we're sending positive energy out into the world. Doing it in a choir with a group of people you love multiplies its effect exponentially. Make time for choir. Keep it sacred. No one has ever laid in their deathbed thinking, I really wish I had sung less. I'm going to end this episode with 10 ways 
that you can improve your coral experience and improve the coral world at large. I'm entitling these tips, Your Coral Experience is Your Fault. My recommendations to make your coral experience the best it can be, whether you sing or direct. This is what I'm going to leave you with. Number one, encourage someone at every meeting. Say something nice. Kindness is contagious. Number two, come prepared. Practice or at least look over your music before rehearsal. You'll feel awesome and less anxious. Number three, if you make a mistake, smile and own it. Have a sense of humor, especially if it was a stupid mistake. You're human. These things happen. Number four, dress to impress. Look your best for rehearsal and performance. If you look your best, you'll be more confident and will take more pride in your performance at rehearsal or concerts. Number five, wrap up conversations at least an hour before rehearsal begins. It's unfair to bring your social baggage into choir time. Number six, unless you're the only on-call cardiac surgeon in your city, turn your damn phone off. Off. Turn it all the way off. If you're worried someone needs to get a hold of you, they don't. They can wait. Number seven, come to everything 15 minutes early. You'll be able to socialize with other cool, responsible people. They're the ones you want to get to know anyway. Number eight, find a way to have fellowship with your peers. Go out after rehearsal. As directors, you also need this. You'll be able to meet the choir, have a beer, and laugh off the things you may be stressing out about. Your trusted choir members may have solutions for you as well. It's also nice to speak with people who get you. As a chorister, you'll be more confident if you have personal relationships with the other members of the choir and the director. Number nine, invite a friend to choir rehearsal or a concert. Most people don't come to choir on their own. It takes a lot of courage to invite yourself. Look for a like-minded peer and ask him to come. Maybe just sit and watch it first. It's time to grow Choir Nation. Everyone can be in Choir Nation. We need audience members, too. Number 10. Talk about choir with your friends. Tell people what you're working on and speak passionately about it. If you think you'll be judged by your friend for talking about choir, he's probably not your friend. So find new ones, then talk about choir. All right, Choir Nation, this was my audio essay, Your Choir Sucks Because You Suck. I hope you don't feel offended, but if you do, stop listening to my podcast and you'll no longer feel offended anymore. But I hope you don't feel offended because I think there are a lot of good things here to be taken away from this audio episode. Again, if you want to read it, it's at ryanguth.com forward slash 041 for episode 41. I also want to make sure that you head on over to Facebook and join Choir Nation. Look for Choir Nation in the search bar. You will find it. Request access to Choir Nation. I'll make sure you don't miss a thing. There are some exclusive things coming up also for members of that group. It is a positive place for you to hang out, even though you suck. I love you. Have a wonderful week, and we will catch you next week. 
Thank you for listening to Find Your Forte with Ryan Guth. As always, join Ryan online at www.ryanguth.com for detailed show notes and discussions on every episode. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Until next time, be amazing.